This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. First and foremost, Tony, cut the shit. Holy Jesus. What's going on, fellas? We're back on the greatest wrestling podcast in the world, Wrestling POV. Yeah, so we are here, and I have to tell you guys, I've been keeping this secret until now, but I wasn't allowed to say anything. I'm the one. I'm the one that's kicking out the forbidden door. I'm going to replace Dan- Brian Danielson as Zack Sabre Jr.'s opponent. Oh, oh shit. There oh, we go. God damn. You really jumped out of playing quickly. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> Well, here we are tonight. I am your host, the $50 man, Clay Cummings. Uh, Tony is out of town this week. That, that's that's okay. We're still doing this. Joining me is the gentleman, Elio Canella. It's, it's great to be here. And the special guest tonight, Ben Pierce. Ben, do we have a nickname for you yet? Uh, no, this is only the, the second time I've appeared on the show, so I don't think I've earned that quite yet. Oh, I got gotcha. you. We need to find, we need to find you a nickname. You know, to be on the show, you definitely need one. So, well, I'll, I'll have to think about that. There you go. There you go. Well, fellas, let's get right into it. With one of our Facebook posts this week, we put up who is the better faction between the Bullet Club and NWO. And guys, we got some interesting comments here. So, before I ask you, yeah. Before I ask you, I'm going to read through these comments. Uh, Denny Howe said NWO all the way. Okay. Cody Swanson said NWO captivated the world. People have no idea who the Bullet Club is and what version it is. Oh, I, I agree with the NWO part, but I feel like people know who Bullet Club is. Um, if you're, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, I would, I would say for the most part. I know who Bullet Club is. I never got to see much of them, but I did hear about them. For sure. Well, of, of course, of course, we've heard about them because at one point, at one point, they were in, you know, WWE, ROH, uh, you know, NJPW. They were they were everywhere, and now a little bit in AEW as the elite. But it's um, I will say I do agree with the point of like I don't know like which. People are in which version because there's so many different divisions of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, our good friend Josh Sanders actually posted two comments on this. One of them being a gif of Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan doing too sweet on WCW. So I'm guessing he's going with NWO. And his comment is, this is a good one. But NWO made it to WWE, the biggest wrestling company in the world. And if you see any wrestling show, somebody got an NWO shirt on. Bullet Club is the biggest indie wrestling club ever, I would say. I, I absolutely agree. I agree, too. I agree, too. And our last comment, Matt Novak also said NWO changed the game. So hands down them. All right. Guys, what are your thoughts on who's the better faction? Hell yeah, you're up first. Oh, <laughs> I'll go first. So for me... I'm going to have to go with the NWO because 
I mean, uh, I've been there from the beginning. I was there the night uh, that they formed, uh, that they formed, and I uh, hope, and uh, I was sitting there with my friends, and uh, fans were throwing garbage in the ring, so they were, they changed uh, the wrestling world. So I'm going For to sure. Although, oh. although, the one thing I didn't like was, they were one group, one faction. Then right. they splintered off into NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack, uh, <laughs> whatever other incarnation they had. Bullock has always been Bullock Club. It doesn't matter who was in and out. I agree. I agree 100%. I'm still going with NWO. All right. Ben, what's your take on this? Um, I would I would have to agree with um, Elio on, on both of his points. I think in terms of legacy and impact on the industry overall – NWO would, would just smash the argument completely. And um, I may have uh, some friends of mine disagree with me because uh, I, I have friends who um, grew up with a guy who's actually in the Bullet Club. So <laughs> oh, wow. I may I may piss some people off with that, but just in, <laughs> just in terms of um, just in terms of overall meaning to the industry and what and what it meant, especially bringing Hogan in and and um, you know Hall and Ash confusing the hell out of everybody when they first showed up on WCW. Um, I would have to say that, and also you have to keep in mind. NWO was before social media and all that. Like, like they were right. re- they were really like breaking down the fourth wall. Like, what the hell is going on here? Nobody had any idea. So I think that makes it more special as well. Oh, for sure, definitely. Back then, you know, like you just said, you didn't have the social media. You never had the internet per se. It's like you guys like didn't hear about this unless you were watching on TV. And, you know, for me, I agree 100%, NWO. You know, these guys changed wrestling in general. Like, there was nobody bigger than WWE at one point. And then when WCW was coming around, and then NWO came in and captivated the whole damn wrestling world. You know, it just just that simple. I will agree with what Josh said. Bullet Club definitely is the biggest faction in indie wrestling. But really, Bullet Club hasn't really done anything in WWE or AEW. Like, they've had guys from Bullet Club come in, but as a faction, it's not really heard of. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and that's where it's the difference of NWO and Bullet Club, because NWO was actually in WWE, biggest part of WCW, but... Even like Elio said, they had what killed them is they had different spurts of NWO. (laughs) It was just it was getting hard to follow at towards the end. But (laughs) we even had the the LWO and the BW. Exactly. Yes, that was bad. Blue world, blue world order. That was was terrible, but it was funny (laughs) at the same time. It was funny. LWO, though, you got to admit, was awesome. Yes, I I will I will fight you to the death regarding the uh, LWO because um, <laughs> because you know the whole lucha libre is what really got me into wrestling in the first place. Like, me too, both, brother. 
once I was once I was old enough to really like understand what was going on and like the the magic that is pro wrestling and you know I saw Jushin Thunder Liger a little bit first but of course the guy that um the guy that really introduced me to everything was Libre was Rey Mysterio yes uh, and I, and I was like holy shit <laughs> you know, what, what's what's going on here so um you know lwo will always hold a special place in my heart for that definitely man definitely so yeah that's our facebook post and we got hot, hot tag news but right now let's get into the wrestling news from around the world Longtime referee tim white passes away at the age of 68 I'm, guys, like, this is weird because we made a post here recently about who's the best referee of all time, and now we lost two of them. (laughs) It's like, it's not funny, but it's like, what a coincidence, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's sad. I know, I I never got to see much of uh, Tim White, but I I do know, like, he was, he traveled around with Andre Giant a lot. Yes. Yep. Yep. I heard about that, too. And uh, prayers go out to him and his family, and, you know. But may he rest in peace. Um, John Laurinaitis has been placed on administrative leave. Bruce Pritchard will now be interim of head talent. Okay, can I can I can I take the lead on this one, please? Go for it. Go for it. Because um, I I have been biting my tongue on this all week long. I just I can't contain myself any further. Bruce are feuding. Yeah, I um, I, I have a deep, deep problem uh, with with Bruce Pritchard, and okay. uh, um, because every single time I hear him speak, my skin crawls. Oh, every, really? Every time I read his name, my skin crawls. I, you know, <laughs> it, you know, and, and, and it just there's something about him that just gives me the absolute creeps. <laughs> wow. I, um, he is just him and this, you know, old boys club mentality just pisses me the hell off. Yeah. Uh, you, but, but, and we'll get in, we'll get into that in a minute, but specifically Bruce Pritchard, I think I would have less of a problem with him if I didn't truly believe he was one of the biggest assholes in professional wrestling. Wow. Okay. All right. Honestly, I don't really know much about Bruce Pritchard, but um, you know, that's that's why you're on the show. That's your opinion. So it's great. <laughs> uh, if you go back and look up some Brother Love videos, you'll see uh, what he's talking about. Because I, I I really believe that that Brother Love character. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can see that. Honestly, I I agree. I can see definitely. Well, it's not just a, it's not just a character, and like I, I understand, you know, that WWE is a business, and he, he's always been one of the top dogs in there, and then he recently jumped back in and, and you know, kind of reclaimed the throne a little bit in terms of, in terms of the power that he holds. Um, right. But, but aside from. Aside from me just not liking what what Bruce has to say, you know, in different interviews and things like that, and really coming off like 
this is just my opinion. Like I said, I could be completely wrong, and if and if something came to light where I am completely wrong, I will come on here and apologize. For sure. For I, sure. I, ha- I have no problem. I, I, I don't know Bruce Richard. I've never met him. But it's just from from the impression that I get from listening to him on the podcast and all of this. Like, he deflects every single issue that people bring up to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he has nothing to do with it. And, and that, that, you know, anyone that criticizes him or what WWE does couldn't possibly have a point because they're the big dogs and they always have been. Right, right. Oh, I agree with you. I do. Uh, Triple H. Apparently, Kate made an a, uh, appearance at the Performance Center this week, saying he's back. Now, I hope so. I, I really do. I really hope so, too, honestly, because NXT is suffering so bad since he's honestly left. But I want Triple H in good health. That's the one, yeah. that's the one thing. If he's back, great. But if he's going to be sick or possibly, you know, die, don't. Because it's not it's not worth losing your life over, brother. Yeah, um, and, and that is that is my first and foremost concern. Obviously, you know we're we're all wrestling fans, but at, at some point you have to realize that there are you know larger, more important issues than professional wrestling, and um, and for Triple H and just everything that he's done, I feel bad for him right now because. I personally feel like he has had a bigger legacy since stepping out of the ring mm-hmm. than, than when he, he was ever in there. And, okay. and, that, and that's a big statement because I, trust me, I know who Triple H is. I'm not stupid. I'm very, I'm very familiar with his career and what he's accomplished in the ring. So that, that is a big statement. But for me, NXT would, is what I respect him the most for. Right. In terms of the contributions to wrestling, because that showed me that he really understood the business side of it and how to and how to navigate that. It's one thing to be good in front of the camera and mm-hmm. um, and and perform in the ring, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's another thing when you can when you can give back to the business. And, and really show how much you care in the way that he has. Um, For sure. So that's why I made that argument. Um, yeah. So, you know, over, overall, you know, do I think black and gold will be completely back? No. No, no. I think no, that's... I think, no, I don't. I think that ship has sailed. I think, I think you know, all you got to do is look over on Wednesday night. And you'll see half, if not three quarters, of what made black and gold special. So, right. um, so I think that ship has sailed. Would I, would I like to see him have more influence? Yes, but not not at the expense of his health. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, hopefully, like I said, hopefully he's in good health and can help NXT. But I agree. I don't think the black and gold's coming back. I think it's just going to be 2.0 from here. Hopefully it gets better. You know, we're all hoping that. So, and my last bit of news, Bailey, I saw on Instagram today is teasing us with a photo of her laying in bed 
with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I saw that. I was like, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so with we need Bailey back. Yeah, there's this one spot. There's one spot left after tonight. So yeah, well, what one can dream, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what: if if she if she does come back, I I you guys may witness a medical miracle because I, <laughs> I I I will I will literally rise up out of my chair and do a jig, <laughs> and I just you know I I would be so excited because yes. um. Right now, the women's division, and Elio, you and I have had this discussion over on our show many, many times, but the women's division has never been in a weaker position than it is right now. I'm not talking yeah. about I'm not talking about divas there. I'm talking about women's division as we've known it since Charlotte and Sasha and Becky were introduced on Raw in 2015. I'm saying since then. The women's division has never been presented in a weaker state. So hmm. Bailey really needs to come back. She does. She does. We, I mean, we miss her, man. Like, I don't think. And if she comes back at Money in the Bank, they have to give her Money in the Bank. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If she's of coming course. in a surprise appearance, like, she's definitely got to win it. There ain't no doubt. Of course. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's all we have for the news. Uh, we would have rumors, but Tony again isn't here with us, so we'll have rumors next week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with injuries, and I got a bunch, so bear with me. Uh, first off, Rhea Ripley has a brain slash teeth injury. Now, what? I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard and, about the teeth, not about the brain. What the yeah, hell? This report, I don't know that I looked it up and it said brain slash teeth injury. Like I heard, like I'm with you guys. I heard about the teeth, but the brain I'm kind of confused on. Like if she has a concussion, just say concussion. Like that's what I'm saying. Like but but it said brain injury, which I'm like. Brain injury, brain injury. Let me tell you, folks, is considered, you know, like lifelong disability. I have a brain injury, so I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that to insinuate that I'm offended or whatever. But I'm just saying, right. brain injury is a whole different class of of issue. So. Right. That's a that's a large jump to make from concussion to brain injury. That that web that website must have uh, not checked in their grammar because I just looked up another one on Google said WWE star Rhea Ripley confirms brain and teeth injury. Yeah. Well, well, so. well, then she, well, then this this is clearly a much bigger issue than anybody's letting on right now because I've ne until right now I've n I've never heard brain injury with her. Yeah, so. I mean, like all week that's what I've heard of just about the teeth, but and then today when I was going over notes and that sort of thing, I saw a brain injury and I'm like I'm confused on what that was. So prayers go out to Rhea. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got right now on her. Uh, Ridge Holland apparently has a knee injury. Matt Hardy has a knee injury. Uh, Buddy Matthews has a shoulder injury. Yeah. 
Red, well, and here's another uh, three people that I cannot find. They are, they're hurt, but they either say unknown or I can't find anything about them. And that's Red Velvet, Kyle O'Reilly, and Brian Danielson. Now, with Brian, he came out, of course, on AEW, said that he was out of Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, but I never heard what the injury was. Now, there was a report that I read also that when he was making his way out to Rampage, he fell on the stage and got his leg caught in the ramp. I saw and, that. I saw that video. Yes, and it was yeah. um, it was it was grotesque looking. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if if that had been my leg or any or anybody's leg for that matter, I I mean, I would assume. Unless you're some sort of Kurt Angle level cyborg, or a you know, or a or a Cirque du Soleil performer, um, you know, you got to be screaming in pain at that point. But Definitely. I was, uh, I was quite nervous for um, for Brian on that one. So, um, you know, I, I can't I can't speak as to the severity of his injury, but. Um, Certainly, if he's out of Forbidden Door and uh, Blood and Guts, that would seem to indicate that there's something worse going on. Yes, yes, definitely. And that's what I've heard, too. And I'm, that's why I'm assuming it's a leg injury. So hopefully all these guys and girls get better. Um, you know, we never want them to get hurt, that sort of thing. But it is pro wrestling. This ain't ballet. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely, and um, you know, we, and we'll get further into this when when we go over the um, Forbidden Door card. Um, yes. I don't, I don't know when you guys want to do that, but I um, but I mean, I'm I'm still very interested in in Forbidden Door because you know, I'll be honest with you, for for as knowledgeable as I am about a, a lot of pro wrestling. NJPW mm-hmm. is a complete dark spot for me, um, mm. uh, because I have just never. I mean, I, I've seen clips, mind you, but not. I've never sat down and been able to watch a show. Right, right. Well, Elio's the expert on New Japan. <laughs> it, it, it's a chore for me to get through ten men tag. Then the second match would be a six man. Then the third match would be an eight man. We get to see. I know, right? It's yeah. exhausting, especially the G1 that's coming up. Right? Yeah. Well, and and you know, I'm a guy who who grew up in what I would consider the golden age of tag team wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, but um, it's very clear that WWE doesn't place any value whatsoever on tag team wrestling. I mean, they came out on SmackDown tonight and were calling Usos the greatest of all time. And ladies and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mammals, and everybody watching, I I, <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate to break it to you guys. As good as the Usos are, they are not even in the discussion for the greatest tag team right now or the greatest tag team of all time. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's your opinion, brother. That's that's it. <laughs> so, 
So, but, so, okay, but having said that, do you guys, I mean, do you guys agree with me, disagree, what? I mean, they're, they're up there. I think they've shown that they are one of the best in WWE. So, I mean. WWE, yes. That, but I'm, I'm talking about overall. I don't, I don't think that they are. They're on that level outside of WWE. When you bring in teams like FTR, the Briscoes, the Lucha Brothers. I already have my pick for the greatest tag team. <laughs> Who's that? The Road Warriors. There you go. Yes. Yes. But let's go ahead and uh, get into our hot tag news with kind of the same subject that we're talking about right now. <laughs> is John Cena the greatest of all time? <laughs> this is a question from Josh Sanders. Um, I can't believe the, the, the numbers on this one. <laughs> oh, right. And that's the thing. Like, Josh commented on us, our message, and said, hey, since WWE is saying that John Cena is the greatest of all time, blah, 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 who is, who is it then if not him? And he said, of course, it was Edge. You know how Josh is. And... <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on here. Because now now I admit I'm the, I'm the new kid on the block. <laughs> on, on on this podcast, I did I did do um, one guest spot with you guys back in February, um, ha- and had a lot of fun doing it. By the way, thanks for having me back. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so- somebody has to cl- clue me in. Why why would he or why does he? I'm I'm not I'm not criticizing Josh in any regard. But why would he say that Edge is the greatest of all time? Edge is his favorite, and always, always, ha- always has been. No matter, that's just I, I, I don't agree with it, but I understand what he's saying. Like, if you're a favorite pro, uh, pro wrestler of somebody, then just like me with Eddie Guerrero, I feel like Eddie was the best of all time. That is my opinion, but you know, I can't see anybody better than him. So Josh is kind of like that with Edge, and always has been an Edge hit. So, because because I'm an I'm an edgehead myself, but yeah. I I am and on, honestly I am. But you know I'm kind of for, for me to to consider someone the greatest of all time, that that is a large overreaching umbrella statement, and like right. you, have, you have to take in a variety of factors. And and by the way, Eddie Guerrero is on that list for me. He is. Uh, he is on the Mount Rushmore for wrestling. For me. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and the comment here are are both from Josh. One of them is also a GIF of a guy pulling out his chair, ready to sit down. Like you know, have you seen that where the guy like yeah. breaks yeah. out his chair and that sort of thing? And then his comment is, "I thought long and on this, so I think to the Gen Z, he is their goat." Can't convince them otherwise, but for me, I've been watching wrestling since 93, and I cannot and refuse to see him as the GOAT. Edge is greater than Cena, and I'll die on that hill half. So that's where, that's where he is with Edge. Well, well, if you... <laughs> well, well let, me, uh, let, me, let me say this, Clay and Elio, and then I, I promise I'll shut up and let you guys, you know... <laughs> come, You're come, good. Come around, You're... And, and then I will add my tidbit at the end here. 
but um, but if we're if we're talking specifically about about Josh's argument between John Cena and Edge, absolutely on Team Edge all the way. Okay. Because one, um, arguably, if especially if um, especially if the in, the injury that took him out for nine years hadn't been hadn't happened. He would have been on the same level longevity-wise as Cena. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's definitely on the same wavelength in terms of legacy as Cena. Right. Um, definitely, and I, and I'm not a John Cena hater, which I'll explain in a minute. But this is <laughs> this this is just where I'm sitting. He's a much better pure wrestler than Cena is. No, mm-hmm. no, no question about that. In my in my opinion. So if we're um, if we're going between Edge and Cena, then Edge all the way. Now, greatest of all time for me, and I'd be fascinated to get your your t- um, your guys' take on, on the greatest of all time, especially uh, you, Elio, because I don't think I've ever asked you that question, but believe it or not, in the, in the four years that we've been working together, I'm a little bit dumbfounded by that, but I don't think I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Um, but I think I honestly think it is between uh, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, um, you know Eddie Guerrero, and uh, you know somebody like a like a un, like an Undertaker or a, a, a Bruno San Martino, somebody like that. Okay, all right. That's that's not bad picks there. Really, I agree. Um, Elio. Is Cena the greatest of all time? I got a couple of other names uh, that uh, were already mentioned that I think are greatest of all time uh, over John Cena. Like one, one I really like was I like was Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. He's one. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, put Edge, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah, those are my picks. All right. Now to answer the question, and I thought about this long and hard too. Now. Is Cena one of the greatest? Yes, I will say that. Is Cena one of the better better ones in this generation? Yes. Is he great for kids and WWE? Yes, he is. But no, he is not the greatest of all time. And to think that WWE would put him on a pedestal like that, I understand why. Because he is the biggest yes man in WWE history. There's not one thing that... See that Cena's been told to do, I guarantee you, since he said no. You know, I mean, it's just, he's like the Hulk Hogan of our generation. He's there for WWE, and WWE will always love that. You know, exactly. and that's why they hype him so much. But honestly, in my opinion, Cena is not even in the top 10 in, in, for me. Of, uh, when, when you say greatest of all time, that's just, there's so many guys that could be considered the greatest of all time, but you can't just narrow it down to one. It's like I'm saying... I'll say he's good, not the greatest of all time. Right, and I'm not saying he's bad. Like, he is good. I will will give him his props. But to say he's the greatest of all time, there's just too many people to narrow it down to. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Yeah, I I 100% agree. And even, even when I'm mentioning my... You know, current Mount Rushmore. 
that is like interchangeable depending on what my thought process is when I'm categorizing that. Right. You know, like if if someone were to say like, "Who's your Mount Rushmore of the last you know twenty years?" Then you know John Cena may very well be on that list in terms of legacy and impact and all of that. Sure. Um, I personally. I have more respect for him as a human being than I do as a as a wrestler. I do too. He's, think, he's done a lot of good things for people. I, I I think he is a much better human being than he is a, re- a wrestler. Um, yeah. I I would I find it funny when he's compared to Hulk Hogan one because it, 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 is, it is it is true. But he has just as much of a limited moveset as Hogan, so I yeah. I find that um, I find that comparison to be absolutely hilarious, if not if not you know historically accurate. Right. But, um, right. <laughs> but um, you know we're we're on a limited time frame before we gotta jump out and jump back in on this on this Zoom thing as I'm looking at it, but. Uh, you know, cl- closing comments. Um, er- everything is subjective when it comes to the greatest of all time, and and you could you could make compelling arguments for a number of guys, uh, in in my opinion. But but I don't I don't think Cena is in, is in that conversation if we're honest with ourselves because you know uh, Clay I, I have to agree with you I think I think it's because John has been. Mr. WWE, Mr. Mm-hmm. Vin, Mr. Vince's bitch boy, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean that in a negative fashion. You know, it's just for him. I would have to say it's true. Yeah, yeah. But um, Elia, what are the uh, polls for Cena? And I forgot to men- ask about Bullet Club and NWO. Oh, okay. So let me pull up the Bullet Club one first. Okay. But yeah, just... Okay, go ahead. So for Bullet Club, we have 85% went with NWO and 15 went with Bullet Club. Okay. And for the John Cena, 82% said yes, he is the greatest of all time. And um, 18 said no. What? Um, wow. Okay. Uh, all right. And on on that on that note, I need a second to collect myself. So we'll be right back once we can jump back in a in a Zoom call. All right. Let's take a break. This is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV podcast. Hey guys, this is Kevin Owens. Uh, make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. Take it easy, guys. Maybe I'll end up on your show one day. Who knows? But if I do. I'll probably end up taking the whole thing over, and then it won't really be your show anymore. So maybe it's not a good idea. Who knows? We'll see how that works. All right, and we are back, and we have T-shirts available, seven different designs, $19.99 each, available at ProWrestlingTees.com, backslash wrestling POV. And now it's time to get to this week in wrestling. Clay, let's get raw. All right, we're going right into Monday Night Raw. High points. I had to give it to the first match. It was Becky Lynch, Oscar, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, and Carmella. I thought this was a decent match. Now, if you ask me if Carmella should have won, uh, no, <laughs> if you want my honest opinion. Um, but it was still a good match, so I had to give him the props. 
I got a question. Is it just me? Is Corey Reeves annoying on commentary whenever Carmella's up there? Oh my god. It's like he <laughs> turns into another level once his wife is on there. It's like... Yeah, but I, I like I get it. They're married, but it's like, dude, the, like tone, tone it down a bit. Like, you're, exactly. Like, you're over the top now. Like, you're, you're happy, but... Sure. <laughs> oh, I agree 100%. Well, you I'm, know... It, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to uh, cut you off, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, go ahead. Um, but you, you know, I, and the other thing too is like I get they're they're playing a character and stuff like that. So and and they have they have this. I don't know if it's still going on. Do they still have that web show where they talk about sex all the time and that's all they talk about? No, do they? They own a reality show or something. Yeah, like, yeah, so I think it's a YouTube, YouTube series. I'm oh, pre- okay. I, honestly, I have no clue. Um, that's I've seen, like, the previews for it, and I agree with Ben. It was nothing but, oh, well, what will you do in the bed? I'm like, no, nobody wants to hear that shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know if it's still on. That's, you know. Um, another high point I gave to Bobby Lashley in that gauntlet match. You know, you know, and – I'm not the biggest fan of like gauntlet matches per se, but this made Bobby look good going against Alpha Academy and Theory, which Theory wasn't long. I understand that, but Alpha Academy really took it to him. So I enjoyed that. And I also gave a high point to Becky Brzozowska at the end. It was a great match. And, you know, with Becky losing it, you know, and I understand why. Asuka needs to be money in the bank, but guys, if you agree with me, say so. If not, I don't care. Becky needs to go back to a baby face. This heel version of Becky is just not, it's not working anymore. At first it was, it was getting there, but the, this heel Becky is just starting to wear off on me. It's time for her to go back to baby face. What's that? And her promos. Yes. It's, it's, you know, you know what it is. Ah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, Elio already knows. He's, I just, I saw all the time of our, our show, so it's nothing new to him. But, <laughs> but I, let me give you an education here, uh, Clay, and I, and I think you'll appreciate this based on what okay. you had, based on what you had to say. Okay. I, I have always been a Becky Lynch guy. Okay. I think I think in the in the ring she's she's been awesome and you know I think all of her other uh, characters, whether it be the the last kicker or when she, when she, when she well even even that was a little cringe, but but um, I hate that word. I can't believe I just used that word. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but you know, I think I think every other character of hers has had a um, has had a lasting impact, and and certainly certainly after Nia Jax punched her in the face, she was a, she was a made individual in WWE. Right. Um, but I don't know what it is because I I love Lord of the Rings. It's one of my favorite movies. But I don't want to see it uh, re- reenacted in professional wrestling. Her yeah. her promos are can I can are, is this an unrated podcast or yeah go ahead do I have to <laughs> do I have to edit myself um, oh, no her, no you don't <laughs> right her, 
Her promos are fucking ridiculous. Her promos are more ridiculous than her outfits. And, yeah. you know, it's it, it's not, one, it's not working, but two, it's not funny, and three, it's not entertaining. And it, 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 it takes away from my enjoyment of her ability in the ring. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, it, I understand that. It really does. Because, like... You know, uh, perfect perfect segue slash comparison for like ridiculous outfits and characters, right? So, um, Seth Rollins, I don't I don't feel like his ridiculous outfits or his ridiculous presentation takes away from how good he is in in the ring because it fits with the character. Mm-hmm. With with her, she she comes out and Clay. Uh, my first question. Without <laughs> without fail, is what the fuck is she wearing? That's that's what me and uh, my wife Kaylee and, and I have asked the same question. Like the glasses, the whole outfit in general. Like I just I don't understand where Becky's going with her character <laughs> and, at this point. And 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 look, you know, you can, you can tell by looking at me in the camera. I I am not Mister Haberdashery. <laughs> uh, I. I I I I wear backwards hats. I I have I'm, I'm tattooed all over the place. I don't care about fashion one, one iota. I don't. Right. Um. But it's just I have never seen it overtake a character to the, to this degree. Right. Um. Because it, it's just so. I mean, the closest would be Randy Savage, but I found Randy Savage to be entertaining in his in his character <laughs> and presentation. This version of um of Becky Lynch ain't getting it done. Yeah, I agree. I you, agree. You know, at, at, at this point, you know, let's drop the let's drop the outfits into Mount Doom and hit reset. There you go. There I, you go. I, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Low points of Raw, I honestly, I had when Mr. McMahon came out randomly to announce John Cena is coming back. What, okay, for, first of all, why? When, you, when you've been plugging that Cena's coming back, right? you get that. Why do you, every week. Yes. Why in the world do you need to go out in the ring for 10 <laughs> seconds and like, oh, Cena's coming back and that's can, all. Like, can, can I answer that, Clay? Because I, I think I legitimately have an answer. Okay. Him coming out, and I know he was talking about Cena, but just follow me on follow me on this for a second. Okay. Um, it has nothing to do with Cena. It ha- it has nothing to do with explaining what the what the WWE signature is. It this is a gi- a giant fuck you to to everybody who is tearing into him for the. Um, for for the allegations that he's facing. Oh, I I agree hundred percent with you. Uh, I do. That that and and listen, I know that I know that this is a bigger show, and and your audience isn't familiar with me. So let me explain something very quickly before before I and this show gets rigged over the coals. I am am not making light of any allegations or anything of that nature. I'm not saying that at all. You know, if if there's something significant that comes out of this investigation, 
you know, I will go on my show, I'll come back on this show, and we will be having an entirely different conversation. <laughs> but 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 as as of right now and what Vince is doing on SmackDown and Raw these last, you know, week, that's what this is. This is a, is a giant screw you to everybody who's dogging on. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, he, he just needs to stay off TV in general. If till this is all set and done, he needs to stay off the TV. That's just my opinion. Well, well and, and and that and honestly, honestly, Clay, that's what I that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And I think I think if he wasn't the top dog in WWE, because I, because I personally I don't care what what you know makeup position. Uh, Stephanie now holds. Right. As as long as Vince is in the building at a WWE show, as yeah. long as he as long as he has access to a phone and is not barred from having anything to do with WWE, he is the the top dog. Oh yeah, that's so for I, sure. So I don't all, all of all of this stuff about people saying. Oh, things are going to change. Oh, there's five different law firms looking into uh, looking into this stuff against WWE. All of that might be true, but until until the day that he is removed, and I'm saying that's a big if, but that's right. a, that's a different conversation. But I'm just for for the purposes of of what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just going to say that as long as he has any influence in WWE whatsoever, uh, it's not going to change. And, and like, you know, as I was starting to say, um, you know, I think if he wasn't the top dog, somebody would have already said, you know, Hey Vince, this is not a good idea. Even because I'm a big proponent in innocent until proven guilty. And I think, I think we, we as a society have kind of gotten this, you know, guilty until proven innocent mentality with a lot of different things. Right. Um, But, but it's just like somebody in the back should have said, you know, Hey Vince, I, I understand, I understand, you know, that naturally you want to buck against this for whatever reason, but, but this is just not a good look because, because even with the fans that were, that were cheering him on SmackDown and stuff, you know, I I posted on Twitter when he when he came when he came out. I'm like, this is not a good luck for Vince. Mm-hmm. This is not a good luck for the company, and it damn sure isn't a good luck for the you know for the fans in whatever town they were in, because you know they they greeted him as if he was the second coming of Christ in that building. Yeah, and yeah. and and from from and from that perspective, I was like, what? <laughs> because yeah. because you know let on the other side of things let's play devil's advocate what and, and and i'm not insinuating that he's guilty of anything i don't know um but let's just say for the sake of argument that he is guilty of of something and criminal charges will be forthcoming at the end of this investigation like i said i don't i don't i'm not saying that's true but i'm just you know yeah how big of a freaking idiots are these people going to look like 
both in in the back in WWE and the fans who were cheering yeah. cheering him and shaking their hand, his hand and all this other stuff. Right. And, and and now you got this meme of him jumping into space when he was jumping off the steps. You know, this stuff is not going to end well for Vince uh, yeah. if um, if he keeps going in this direction. Even if he even if he's innocent. Yeah. Uh, I so. guess. I guess we'll just see what happens. You yeah, know? It, so. but it's like it's almost as if Clay and Elliot. Like I'm tired of talking about. It. At, yeah. at, at this point. I don't even want to hear the name Sasha Banks. I don't want to hear the name Vince McMahon because it's just like, I don't tell me something I don't already know. And then I will listen to what you have to say. I, you know, if, if, if we want to turn this show into judge duty, you got to bring me something of, sub, <laughs> of substance here. Not, you know, not, not hearsay or, or the opinion of the IWC. So it, it's just getting a little old, and I want yeah. to move on. Yep, yep. And uh, another low point I had was Omos versus Riddle. Uh, Omos is getting better. Uh, just match up with Riddle, it just didn't click with me. So I had to give that a low point. Um, Elio, what did you have for Raw? So for high points, I had, of course, the, women, the women's five weight at the begin at the beginning of the show. Uh, the gauntlet match, Becky Lynch versus Oscar. I also had to give it to him. Ben, hear me out. I had to give it to the Elias segment. Yeah, uh, that was actually pretty good, too. Remember, remember, I, I, I actually... Hold I'm on. Gonna... Hold on. Remember last week I said I'm sure they pre-recorded videos before they hadn't changed the dog? Oh, yeah. Because they, had to, they knew they would have to explain themselves. But I yeah. was... The way they pulled this off was brilliant. It, it, yes. really, it, it really was. I, I will, um, you know, and and I I will say that I was I have not been ever a a, a big fan of Elias or you know th- this whole new gimmick that he has with Ezekiel. That being said, they're I'm not gonna... brothers. What? <laughs> 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 They're, they're going to be tag team champions. Clay, yeah. did, I, Clay did I burst your bubble live on the air? Did I? Um... A, a, little, a little bit. I always thought they were brothers. Like, Damn. what? What's going on? <laughs> Clay, we've been had this whole time. I know. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but 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 I will I will surprise you by saying that that was my high point of the entire show. I thought that that was very well executed. And yeah. um, you know, and even though I I don't necessarily like Kevin Owens being stuck in this kind of mid card situation, because I'd I'd much rather see him um, in in a world title scenario. Me too. Um, you know, I have to give him credit because he has turned he has turned this into into something that that is is entertaining. Yes. And um, and I, I I give him credit for that. Definitely. Uh, what was what was your low points? So ben? yeah, low, low points. I had Riddle and Omos in that Vince McMahon segment. And um, okay, I said I liked the Gauntlet match. That was my high point. But the low point was just like a theory. He's a promo the ring. Yes, that too. Like, why are you on a platform for one? Yeah. And two, the whole. 
like muscle fake. Like I get it, you're ripped, great, but you don't need to pose. Like I don't want to see that. Like, <laughs> enough with Lashley uh, when he was with the uh, Leo Rush. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. that and that's what and, and that's what I was gonna say. So, um, Ellie, do you have anything else to add, or uh, can I jump it. on here? Go ahead. So, um, so I I would agree with a lot of what you said. High po- high points. I would. Um, the only one that I would disagree with in terms of high points was the um, was. The opening women's match. I didn't think that was a high point, only because only because um, it a lot of it seemed like it was on the fly, and mm-hmm. they, and they and they didn't really get their flow until until like the end of the match. And then okay. the, other, the other thing, the other thing was Carmella winning was completely random. So I'd, I'd have to give that a low point for that reason because it's kind of it's kind of like. It's kind of like both world title situations on on the women's side just don't make any sense at all. Like yeah. you, got, you got Natalia, and now I'm supposed to take Carmella seriously as a potential um, <laughs> as a potential title holder. I don't I don't think so. Um, right. But um, but I, I I will agree with you. High point was the um, was the gauntlet match. And uh, low points were um, were Vince's segment, and and also um, the the muscle posing. Because now, <laughs> l- ladies and gentlemen, I have been a, a wrestling fan for thirty plus years, and I'm only thirty four years old. But um, that being said, I have always been an advocate of. Let, let's wear more clothing in the ring and leave the baby oil in the back. <laughs> I I I don't need to see this. I didn't need I didn't need to see this in the Asplex air, and, and I don't and I, I don't need to see it now. So whether it's Austin Theory, whether whether it's Bobby Lashley, whether it's Lex Luger, whether it's Scott Steiner, whether it's Triple H in two thousand three, I don't give a damn. Well, let's let's not have let's not have multiple weeks of this muscle pose countdown again. <laughs> I would have to agree. Um, overall, I gave Raw a B this week. Uh, Elio, what'd you give it? I had to go with B as well. All right, and Ben. Okay, well, I'm gonna be the the the, the you know the one man on the totem pole here. I gotta I gotta go with a C. Oh damn! Okay, oh, wow. That, that's that's fine. Um, we're going right into NXT, Ben's favorite show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I see. I, I see you've been having conversations with Elio that I have not been aware of. But uh, just, just a little bit. <laughs> but but, but well, we, 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 I had I had to have you watch it because we didn't want we didn't want you feeling left out of the conversation. No, That's I right. no, I 100% I I understand that and um for the last 2 weeks I I have watched it. Last week I was I was interested in um Fabian Eigner's new character and how that was going to turn out. So I I, didn't I talk about that. <laughs> I, Definitely. I, I checked that out and then I I watched um I watched this week's NXT specifically for this. So I am 100% prepared for that. Well, there you go. Um, high points, I'll go right into it. I gave it to Grayson Waller for the solo Sokoa. 
I thought this was a good match. Um, with Grayson winning, though, I kind of I don't really understand because Solo is supposed to be top of the marker in NXT, in my opinion. Um, Grayson, yeah. yeah, is decent. I'm not gonna. I'll give him his pops, but why did he beat Solo clean? That's my that's my only thing. It's like Solo is supposed to be top of this right now, but it was still a good match. Another one I gave to was Carmelo Hayes versus Tony D'Angelo at the end of the show. Uh, Carmelo retaining, and hopefully, as this went down, Legato gets away from this family bullshit that is Tony D'Angelo. I'm I'm really hoping because they are dragging Legato down with them, now and it's just of, at the end of that match, did uh, did did uh, Legato uh, look like they were walking away from the family? Yes, yeah, that's yes. What it, to, to me. To me, this seemed like the dissolution of. Of them as a unit, which, which now, obviously, as my two co-hosts just explained to you guys, I do not watch NXT on a weekly basis. I just, I can't. <laughs> I, 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 I tried, but I just can't. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't find it entertaining in the least when you compare it to the NXT old. I really, I really don't. I, I, I don't understand why this so-called, um, you know, 2.0 uh, is, is taking place. Um, yeah. But having, having said that, um, in terms of high points and low points, if I could do by now, um, <laughs> then, um, you know, I would have to agree with uh, Clay on his. Um, and I, I would, I would also, in, in terms of, in terms of low points, good Lord, can someone please explain to me, Tiffany Stratton? (laughs) (laughs) She's got, she's gotten better. I will admit she's gotten better than when she first started. Yeah. She was bad when she first made her debut. And also, um, Lash Legend, um, (laughs) No, I'm not really digging on that. Um, I, don't, but, I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I I just I I don't I don't get it. And even and and I'll even extend the question. And I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a low point, but watching watching NXT was a was a educational experience for me because I don't watch it on a weekly basis. Right. Now I. I'm a I'm a red blooded straight guy. I understand the appeal of toxic attraction. Okay. But having said that, I don't understand why they are positioned on the card the way that they are. Yeah, I mean, I I can someone aside from the obvious <laughs> is is there any logical wrestling based argument that can be made? Because I'm I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I mean they're they're decent. I think I don't think they're the greatest. Um, but like to me, the rest of NXT, like the women's division, is just like developing. I feel like, and to me, Toxic Attraction is a is a decent group or a decent faction in their women's division. Now I see a couple like Poor Jade coming up, uh, Roxanne Perez coming up. Those two can go against toxic attraction, knock them off their pedestal. But before them, I just didn't see it. It didn't. It wasn't realistic to me for anybody in the women's division to beat Mandy or uh, or uh, 
Yeah, the other two. Yes, I couldn't remember their name. I about said Priscilla J. Kelly, but I'm like, that's J.C. Right. Jane. J.C. Jane, there you go. Sorry, the name's all messed up. <laughs> and, and, and to, to, to me, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm not blind. Mandy Rose is drop-dead gorgeous. But to, to me, you know, it's, it's like the Destiny Child effect. You know, everybody was looking at Beyonce and I'm – you know, I'm I'm leaning over in the other direction, looking at Kelly Rowland. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, um, J- J.C. Jane is just and and Gigi Dolan. I'll t- I'll take those two before Mandy Rose. Call me crazy, but you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like hello. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll lead that to my other little point. It was Toxic Attraction getting a challenge by Roxanne and Perez and Cora. Like, I just didn't feel like this was very good, honestly, in my opinion. Like, like no, Ben said, I just, it, it just wasn't there for me this week. I don't know really what it was. I can't really explain it. Um, but then you had Carter and Chance come out and then fight, you know, Perez and Cora Jade, which that messed everything up too. So I just, I gave that a low point. I also gave a low point to Lash Legend versus, uh, Oh, gosh, no. Fire. Um, Alba Fire. Man, Alba that's Fire. Kaylee yeah. Ray, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Kaylee Ray. That is her goddamn name. Yeah. I, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Clay. You, you, you don't know me nearly as well as Elliot does. So I, <laughs> I, I, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I, <laughs> You're not. That's good. But I... Clay, let me explain to you my my rage <laughs> over uh, my my absolute just I'm aghast at these uh, name changes. Number one, and yep. n- and number two, why in the hell? Why in the name of the wrestling gods do do you need to change someone like Kaylee Ray? My I agree. And, and I agree. Know, and you know what? In in the same NXT UK vein, why in the hell are we? Why in the hell are we having this situation with Dewdrop and Nikki Ash? Like, <laughs> please. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, just with just Lash hitting her with a bat, causing a DQ. Like you couldn't have Lash lose. Like really. That wouldn't have hurt her any if she lost to Alba Fire. And that's hard for me to say because, gosh dang, I want to say Kaylee Ray. I'm like you, Ben. I, I hate it. You <laughs> Why? Know, and, 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 you know, now, now granted, the argument, I'm, I'm going to show you that I still pay attention even though I don't watch the show in, in, in its entirety. Now, <laughs> now, I saw the segment where Kaylee Ray poured spaghetti on. Um, on uh, Mandy Bros. Mm-hmm. And don't ask me why. It, it, I, I don't know why. I don't know what possessed me to watch that. Dad would have been shooting if he saw that. Well, well he's Italian. <laughs> you guys are Italian. That's perfectly understandable. Um, <laughs> but, um. Mixing spaghetti like that. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I kind of agree. But, but when I saw that, I was like, why in the hell is Kaylee Ray doing this? Uh, I don't know. Man. You know, I, I, I don't I don't understand it. And I and furthermore, 
There's a lot I don't understand about NXT in general. That's why I'm asking you questions and I'm trying to be a student of the game here. Um, <laughs> but, um, the, the, <coughs> pardon me, but this, this whole thing, I just don't get it. I, yeah. I really don't. So it, it, it's, it's hard for me to offer anything of substance when it comes to NXT because I'm, I'm that disconnected from it. Now, yeah, I w- yeah. now, I will say I do like guys like Solo Sokoa and um, and Grayson Waller is kind of growing on me a little bit. And, you know, there are a couple other guys. Um, Carmelo Hayes being my favorite of the entire uh, crew down there right now. Um, right. But, um, but I, I swear on everything that is holy, uh, as sure as I'm wearing a blue hat right now, if they change, if they change Carmelo Hayes' name or or make him a goddamn manager, I'm going, I'm going to flip my lid live on on a recorded show, whether it's <laughs> what, what, whether it's mine or this one, something bad is getting ready to happen. <laughs> Elio, what did you have for NXT? So, for, okay, I'm gonna start my little points out. For much sure the same as you, I had the Lash Legend. Alpha Fire, I had the Toxic Attraction, the whole challenging for the championship belts. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole Chase University backstage skits are so annoying. And yes. They're, I don't understand. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, can I cut in here? Because I, I saw something hilarious. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I just, I found it so funny. Um, I was I was hearing comparisons to to certain uh, porn scenarios, and um, I I laughed myself into a fit um, because because that's what it, that's what it looked like. Uh, you know, the, this backstage statement with the, with with this girl and guy in this co-ed dorm yeah, situation. So, whatever the hell his name is. So, so it's yeah. like it's it's like are are we PG or are we pushing the envelope? What are we trying to accomplish here? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so I'm so I'm not trying to be immature or anything, but it's like when, when I see stuff like that, and I'm expecting Val Venus to pop into the picture. Yeah, um, I'm, a little, I'm a little, I'm a little bit confused as to what NXT is trying to accomplish. Right, right. But uh, did you get all your high points and low no, points no, of NXT? No. There's one more oh. low point. Okay. Do you guys remember a while back, Jordan uh, Dillon was brought in to work with Santos Escobar, the two cruiserweight championships. Right. Why are yep. you changing his name? That Donald or whatever his name is. When I when I heard you, I, I guess I missed the segment because then when you told me that they were changing his name, I was like, "Why? What was wrong with Jordan Devlin? That's a cool name." Like, I, I don't if if it's his real is it his real name or is that the wrestling ring name? I couldn't remember if that was like if that was his real name. If so, why even change it? What was wrong with Jordan Devlin? WWE? Seriously, like these. The, these name changes are getting ridiculous. <laughs> I don't getting, know who's making the getting, call. Getting the clay, I think you're. you're I, I, think, it, it, it I, I, I think you're being very uh, diplomatic, but it's just. I, <laughs> it, no, actually, this is real name. I just looked it up. Good lord. 
I just, yeah. I don't get it. I don't either. High points, I had Solo Sokoa and um, Carmelo Hayes matches. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And after, after, okay, Giovanni Vinci. I think. Yeah, Johnny Nitro. They had Johnny uh, Mundo, Johnny Illy, whatever. Now we mm-hmm. have Johnny Winner. Right. <laughs> I, I, I want to be his translator. Whenever he does his Italian promos, I want to translate. I would well, love that. I really well, would. <laughs> well, I I do like I I did like his his entrance when I saw it. Yeah. Um, with with the with the mirrors and stuff like that. I'm a little bit um. I'm a little bit dubious about the character itself because I'm kind of partial to Imperium, mm-hmm. yeah. and and I and I I thought him and um, Marcel Bartel, I shall not call him Ludwig, <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know, uh. and and I, I speaking of that, I would I would also before we run out of time, I know this is technically NXT, but I I would like to. File a, uh, an official on-air complaint and request either that Ricochet get released or you drastically up his pay because that situation on SmackDown tonight was absolutely ridiculous. Well, we'll go into that when we talk into SmackDown. Though, so. all right. Overall, I gave NXT a C plus this week. Uh, ben, what'd you give it? C minus. So we're much closer together on this one. Okay. Elio, what'd you give it? I went with you. I gave it a C plus as well. All right. We're going into Dynamite, folks, with Elio. All right. So we're going to get into AEW. I'm going to start with high points. I gave it to the uh, first match, uh, Orange Cast versus Will Ospreay. And also gave okay. it to that uh, Christian Cage promo. Dude, yes. <laughs> I dug yeah. that. He went all MGF, like when he said, I see. I, I'm not your father. I don't want to be your father. You already have a father. And, and he's he, dead? When he went yes. there, I'm like, oh, that's MJF level. Uh-huh. That really is. Like, there's a there's a fine line with that kind of stuff, and Christian just barely got that fine line. But you can honestly, to me, you can tell that his mom and sister were kind of playing around with that that last week. Because it was kind of like, they, to me... It felt like they kept back from smiling. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were part of it. So, I agree with you. That promo was awesome. All right. And, uh, see, another one I gave to you was um, Adam Page and Silas Young. Okay. That was a good match, too. So, for, for no points, um, Tony Storm and Marina Shafir. Ugh. That was bad. Yes. That was very bad. Can, can I... <laughs> I mean, can I ask you a question of you guys? Because I, I'm legitimately curious. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why do you think that uh, Marina is being put in the ring with such high caliber talent on the air? Yeah, I'm not real sure, honestly. Just yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it's it's one thing. It's one thing for the, for them to work with her. Um, and and trying to get her to be better, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's another thing when you're putting this on national TV, um, because to to me every time I've I've seen Marina Shafir, whether it be in NXT or or whether in AEW, it is just blatantly obvious to me that that 
as of right now, she doesn't belong in a professional wrestling ring. Mm. Because look, look, let me let me explain something to you. If you can, if, this is just from my perspective as a fan. Okay, I, I have nothing against Marina Shafir. I don't know her. There's not there's nothing for me to criticize outside of what I'm looking at. Um, but for, for me, it's just like you are making me not care about a match that Thunder Rosa is in. You're making me not care about a match that Tony Storm is in. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't think that was possible. Right. But, but more than more than anything, it, it makes me feel legitimately bad for Marina as a person. Because, yes, this is how a, 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 a lower-end professional wrestler gets better. You, you put him in the ring with higher-up talent. But she is constantly getting exposed mm-hmm. I, I mean this and to, to me when it when it's over and over and over again and you're still putting her in the ring on tv and i stress on tv um mm-hmm. you know because because it makes sense why like i said it makes sense why tony storm or thunder rosa would try to help her out but right but it's just it, it's not it's not helping them, and it's not helping their their women's division because you know even even with the even with the names that they have now, you know whether it's Tony Storm or now Athena, which by the way is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> you know uh, the women's division is still by far the weakest uh, division in AEW, um, mm. and and it's just I don't understand why Marina Shafir is in there. And then I'll even take it back a few weeks further. They put her in a championship match against Thunder Rosa, and and I'm thinking to myself, why? And, yeah. and so so I'm I'm looking it up, and I'm trying to figure this out, and I'm like, okay, well apparently they're doing it because of Dark, mm-hmm. and, and they're bringing wins over from Dark. And, and I'll be honest with you, Clay. Just just like I don't watch NXT, I don't watch Dark, I don't watch Elevation. You know, I I know crucify me at at the <laughs> you know at at the altar of the wrestling gods. I have a wrestling podcast, and I don't yeah, watch. Yeah, I can't watch those two. No, they don't but, watch them either. <laughs> but but okay, so I feel a little bit better. But it, it's yeah. just you know I have to be selective with what I watch because. Because otherwise, I'd get burned out, and I, and I wouldn't want to do stuff like this anymore. Yeah. Um, because because it, it gets to the point where I need I need to do my own thing. But it but that that's neither here nor there. But it's just like why you know she, if she needs to be on dark, she she's there for a reason because she's not good. So why yeah. why are we putting her in, in a world title situation that only, that only makes your entire division look like idiots or whoever's booking it I would assume it's Tony Khan yeah look yeah. like a freaking idiot I mean who who in their right mind would would put Marina Shafir in a situation where, where it's Sunder Rosa where it's Tony Storm you know these I mean these are world class wrestlers and Marina Shafir looks like a fan who stepped over the barricade and won a contest 
to wrestle for a title. That's how stupid this looks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, Elio, is that all you had for AEW? Uh, those are all I have. I so overall, I gave this a C. Okay. Yeah, high points were the same as yours. It was Orange Cassie and Rapungi Vice versus Will Ospreay and his group. It was a good match. Um, they called Aussie. Aussie Open is a tennis tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. I really yeah, don't. I, I heard know. that too. I, I called it a golf tournament uh, last week on our last show, um, but it's just, I mean, now granted, I'm not familiar with NJPW, so this that's why I'm that's why I'm so interested to get Forbidden Door because this is like my first opportunity to really take a look at it. For sure, um, you know, and and as I understand it, we'll be talking about Forbidden Door a little bit later on as well. Um, yeah. But I I would I would have to I would have to agree with you guys. I th- I think for a, for a go home show, um, this was this was not it. Yeah. Out- outside of of the the uh, main event for the um, IWGP championship being announced, which which let me be completely honest, that in and of itself should be considered a high point. That match announcement because holy fuck. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, but but for for this to be a go home show for a cross promotional, do you? And this is an overarching question for your audience as well as a rhetorical. But do you guys and gals understand how rare a cross promotional show is? Yeah, I that's mean, not heard of very much, very often. I mean, you know, and, and granted, we, I mean, we were talking about it. Like, in, injuries really did take a toll on this card, and I, I think it's going to hurt it, um, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly. Now, if, now, if we get who who I want to get in at, um, at Forbidden Door against Zack Sabre Jr., I have two options that I would really like to see, and if one of those shows up, I will, I will blow a gasket of happiness. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but outside of outside of that, you know, this is this is honestly just a shot in the dark for me to see what MJPW really is, mm-hmm. and I, I I think that's going to be the case for a lot of different people uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, for sure. Because uh, yeah. because one more thing. Um, okay. Because um, I saw this thing uh, with uh, Matt Hardy um, where he did an interview with somebody. And he was like, I don't know what the appeal is for NJPW uh, for the American fan, and mm. and um and and that was a good point because yeah. out, because outside of Okada, I'm going to be honest with you, I have I hadn't heard of Minoru Suzuki before he came to AEW. I I didn't I I, I did some research on him, and I understand why he's such a big deal. I was more concerned about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but you know, it's a, it's a very legitimate question, and and for for some of these injuries to have taken place the way that they did, I think it's going to hurt the show overall. So we'll see if this becomes a regular thing for for AEW and, and New Japan. Um, but we know that uh, we know that AEW and Impact partnership didn't last long, so it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see if uh, a similar fate awaits NJPW. For sure, for sure. And my other high point was uh, Malachi Black versus Penta. 
I thought this was a good match uh, with Malachi winning. So solid matchup there. Low points, I gave to, like we said, Marina Shafir versus Tony Storm. It just wasn't good. And really, I wasn't that into it. Um, ben, what you, would you have for Dynamite? So I, um, I really liked the first match. Uh, number one, because I hadn't seen Orange Cassie in so in long. And yeah. I, so it, it was good to see him. I think he's getting lost in the shuffle of all of these major signings and and things like that. So I was glad to see that um, that he was back. You know, he's one of those talents that it took a minute for him to grow on me because I really didn't get the hands in the pockets thing. But um, I didn't either. <laughs> but, uh, but there was that, and then um, and then I I would all I would also give it to um, Penta. Um, and Malachi, I, I will, okay. I, I will say I was a little, I was a little bit confused because I had heard prior to this match taking place that Penta cannot participate in the Forbidden Door card. So, oh really? I was, huh. uh, I was a little okay. Well, that's the case. Why, why is he on the Go Home Show? You know, uh, yeah. give give that to another person. But but having said that, the match was the match was fine. Um, I I would disagree with Elio because one of my low points was Adam Page and Silas Young. I okay. was I was disappointed with that because I'm you know R- Ring of Honor prior to it being sold um, to uh, to Tony Khan was my backyard promotion. I, I literally live 20 minutes away from uh, their old headquarters. Um, oh, wow. So it was just, it's my backyard um, promotion, and and I have always been partial to, to Silas Young. I, I didn't think that this was a good um, showing for him. Um, okay. Partially because of the time given, but uh, there were other things, too. Right. And then... Um, and then the um, obviously Marina Shafir, my God, <laughs> we we all we all need help with that one. Yeah. And and then um, the the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh God! Oh. Yeah, I, go ahead. I I understand that they're trying to set up blood and guts, and and I'm not really sure how Forbidden Door and and. One and Guts ended up so close together because I kind of feel like Forbid- Forbidden Doors being overshadowed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I disagree with that. Um, but but I, I'm a Chris Jericho guy, and I'm bothered by the fact that I, I despise the Jericho Appreciation Society as much as I do. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, I really don't like it. Every I don't either. Every time they show up, it's like, oh, bathroom break. Because <laughs> I, I just, I don't care. Right. And, and I, I, I don't see a larger audience in Japan caring either. No. Or, or, oh, and I don't even know if, if any of them are on the card. I don't think they are, but even even Blood and Guts. Why yeah. They, you know. Yeah. Why would anybody care about the JAS? I, I don't. <laughs> it's a terrible group. Are you talking about you don't know if they're on the uh, Forbidden Door card? Right. I don't know. They, they, they are. They're in a six-man tag man. Oh, okay. That, well, uh, once again. That... And here's where here's the tie-in. The winning team receives the man advantage for blood and guts. Oh, God. 
But to, to me, to me, Forbidden Door should be treated as such a bigger deal than Blood and Guts because Forbidden Door, you know, forgive me if I'm repeating myself this evening, but I'm just a little, I'm, I'm a little bit confused and peeved. <laughs> is, is not Forbidden Doors a much bigger deal than Blood and Guts, given the fact it's a cross-promotional show? No, oh, I would agree, 100% there. I'm just really glad you brought up JAS, because that gave me a uh, reason to put Chris Jericho in the book. Oh, You know why? For Calling himself the wizard. I'm sick and oh, tired of hearing right. it. So I'm done hearing it, Chris. It's not getting over at all. So quit calling yourself that. So Chris right. Jericho's wizard, you just made the book. I'm done. Absolutely. I'm done hearing it. <laughs> and, and and you know and you know who who else makes the book for me since was since we're on to that topic. Okay. Can we please, please for this? Help. <laughs> Help me. Can we put Marina in the book? I mean, we we can. Sure. I, I just I can't understand it. And um and also also but no, you know what? You know, in fact that keep Marina out of the book. But I here I got some so much better. <laughs> this cotton said that AEW needs to learn time management. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can Please. do that. <laughs> oh my god, you know it's just because because that's my that that's a major concern that I have, especially for for the pay per view. I mean, if they can't, I mean, if they can't even time out their uh, their TV shows properly, and there's a lot that AEW does that I like, and and then satinier saying or marina shafir come out and i get all pissed off but it's just the 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 time management is a massive issue yeah for sure overall i gave dynamite a c this week i'm with elio gave it a c uh ben what'd you give it same c all right now we're going into smackdown with ben (sighs) yeah oh yes sir (laughs) i and and, uh (laughs) Oh my goodness! Thank you so much for giving me a segment on this show. Um, I, I I really do appreciate that. I don't know I don't know where my SmackDown review went in my uh, in my notes, but um, oh, but okay. I'm, I, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. My apologies. But it, the the only real high point that I had was uh, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke. Definitely um, good match. I, I thought that that was very, very, very good. I understand why they have uh, Sami Zayn in the position that he's in. Right. Um, you know, kind of like the weasel character. Um, but I, w- I would like to see him in a more serious role because this guy is a world-class professional wrestler. Yes. And, yep. and, and to me, it, it's, it's, it's bordering on Drew Gulak being Charlotte Flair's bitch. Um, what what they're doing with uh sammy zane and and the bloodline first of all it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever but the match was good yeah um low points 
Low points, low points, <laughs> low points. And, and, and once again, thank you so much for this, for, for giving me a segment because now I, now I can draw attention to this. Why are the women's qualifying matches two minutes long? Yeah, I agree. Because number one, it cheapens the impact of the Money in the Bank ladder match, which is one of my favorite concepts in WWE history. Mm-hmm. And number two, it does absolutely nothing for your women's division, which which I brought up earlier. And you know, I don't know who's in in charge of uh, in charge of making the release phone calls now that Johnny Laurinaitis is as good as gone in WWE, but. Um, <laughs> But but I guarantee you that some of these women that we saw tonight in these qualifying matches are going to be getting phone calls, and it's, it's <laughs> as in you you have been relieved of your WWE duties. You are you are now on the unemployment line, and and that is a blessing in disguise for these women. If this is how they're going to be presented, I I don't like. Somebody needs to explain this to me. Um, the other low point that I had was, um, speaking of the women, uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, Natalia cosplaying as Ronda Rousey. That was bad. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> um, please. Yeah, this is the bed. Stop it. Um, right. And, um, you know, and... I'll give I'll give this next one a high point and a low point at the same time and and um and then I I'll open the floor for for thoughts. A high point in the um the Viking Raiders return, but okay. a, lo- a low point in the fact that they look like Ronda Rousey with the eye makeup. Yeah. Yeah. What what in the goddamn Jesus Christ? Sorry. Feel free to edit that out. My bad. But, <laughs> but, uh, what are we doing here? It's yeah. just it's a little uh, it's a, it's a little myth miffing to me, I guess you could say. But but the ultimate insult of of, of low points: Gunther versus Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Now l- let me let me make this clear. I I understand like like Walter I shall not call him Gunther um, is being put is being presented the way he is and I love that right. and, and by the way his physical transformation since coming over from UK I was a little bit concerned for his well being at first because I thought he was sick but then I realized that um, that he was get, he getting himself into shape um, mm-hmm. so all all credit to him. Uh, for for doing that, that he looks fantastic. Um, yep. But um, but can somebody explain to me why a world class athlete like Ricochet is being treated the way he is? Yeah, I don't. I really don't get it either. Because Ricochet is a hell of a talent. Uh, I don't. I don't understand where they're really going with him, or if they even know where they're going with him. So I'm with you. I wish yeah. he got a better spot. I'm I'm just so frustrated, and like I I do ho- I do hope that Walter does something with the Intercontinental Title because I'll be honest with you with you Clay and Elio Elio you already know this because you know we've been working together for so long but 
Uh, the Intercontinental title is my favorite title of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see it in its current state is physically and emotionally painful. <laughs> um, I don't really understand what they're doing with their secondary titles. Um, yeah. But that's been the case for the last decade. And, and you know, other than that, I have absolutely no other high points that I can give you. Okay. Uh, because... Uh- you know, maybe someone else can offer you offer you a high point, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I'm just I'm just not seeing it. So, uh, Elio, what was you? What was? Did you already give yours? No, no. Um, pretty much have the same thing. But um, I have a question. Okay, so the opening segment um, was it that if Drew and Sheamus won, they'd be Money in the Bank, and if the Usos won, they would be in there. No, no, or it's just Drew and uh, she, yeah, okay, because I was like, uh, I was like, okay, if they're gonna do this, this is just weird, right? They're already, that was, they already have their tight team match at, at the pay per view, like, right? So that was so confusing, anyway. But, the news, but that's getting on my nerve, it, right? What's that? What's I'm, that? Thinking about, I'm thinking about the book, Angel talking to his doodles, yeah, again, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, oh. yes, uh. Man, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It really is. I know, obviously, uh, those are my, my little points on the team is uh, Benz and that whole dance challenge or whatever. Although, oh, it's like, shanky. Uh, uh, although I did agree with Xavier Woods when he was saying, who wants to see this match again? Nobody. Just like, we yeah. don't want to see the same match again and again and again. I'm like, no, you're right. He's got a very valid point there. Definitely. Second, second, the went off on uh, Adam Pierce about the women's division. Right? Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> yeah, but but can and, and, and can I can I stick up for my fellow Pierce sure. for a second? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. because because he spells his name the same way I do, and it's not it's not it's not the most common way of spelling the name. So I have a soft spot for Adam Pierce. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, he is—he was a badass wrestler in his day. If you're not aware, he—he uh, <laughs> he really was. Um, but they made Adam Pierce look like a idiot. <laughs> so let me get—let me get this straight, just to just to illustrate for our, our listeners. Then go take care of business. <laughs> well, tr- trust me. Is—is—is is, is the leash officially off? <clears throat> okay, very good. So, so you mean to tell me that coming into this episode of SmackDown, Drew and Sheamus were already in the Money in the Bank match. Right. And pr- prior to them getting into the Money in the Bank, they lost their official Money in the Bank qualifying match was a DQ, correct? Yes. Well, uh, there was, what, what do they call it? A yeah, tie it a- kind of deal where neither one won or lost. Okay, count out. Oh, okay. I, kind of, I saw Seamus. He was in the stands. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, well. That's what that's what I thought. So, so originally, originally, I was like, okay. Well, that, usually I would complain about something like that, but I'm not going to this time because Drew McIntyre already is scheduled to face Reigns at, at Clash of the Castle, so that makes sense. I'm not going to bitch about that. <laughs> then, then. They made an idiot out of me again. Classic WWE. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, because they're going to do it again. 
So that's what yeah. we that's what we got. And, and so he came out last week talking about Adam Pierce, my my fellow. I want to say it with you, but I can't. It's easy to <laughs> just say Cousin right. Adam. Cousin Adam. There you go. <laughs> No, I, I, I want to help you here, but, but you're being consistently made to look like an idiot because then you put him back in the match uh, last week only to take him out at the beginning of the evening tonight. Right. Now, now they're back in. I mean, I mean, it's just like in, out, in, out, in, out. It's like the old DX promo with Cocky from South Carolina. I mean... I mean <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Pick a direction and stick with it. Yep, yep. Because one, it makes your on-air talent look stupid, which I don't appreciate, regardless of who it is. And and and, and two, it insults your fans' intelligence. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, high points was the same as your guys. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, really good match to start off the show. I will always put a high point for these two. Uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos. I had to give it to them. They had a solid match. Like the concept, yes, I agree 100% was messed up. I will agree with that. Just getting in, you know, that sort of thing. But the match was still good. So I gave that a high point. And my other other high point, Pat McAfee challenging Corbin. Oh, yes. That's another point. Guys, Pat can cut a fucking promo. I'm down for that match. Yes. Yes. I don't, I mean, I love me some Pat McAfee. I've been his number one fan ever since he's coming in WWE, and he has shown that he's a damn entertainer. And a hell of a wrestler. I I, I 100% agree with you, man, because. When he when he came in and and was was doing that uh, starting that program with Adam Cole, I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, please, God, no, whatever you do, no, give him a chance. And but but, <laughs> but you, you have to admit that I had that I had based on history, I I would say I was justifiably dubious. Not understandable. Not, not just because of Pat McAfee, but I'm talking about celebrity involvement in WWE. From, from oh, that, absolutely. Um, I agree 100%. But ha- but having said that, Pat McAfee is consistently one of the best parts of my wrestling week. <laughs> For sure, man. He's he's awesome. And, and on top on top of that, um you know, I've really gained respect for him by listening to his podcast because he he genuinely does care about the business. He is a genuine fan, and uh, you know, also what he's had to say about Michael Cole on on numerous occasions, helping him out. He you know he just comes off like a class act. So obviously, you want to cheer for him. Absolutely. And, you know, he, he, yeah, he's a great. He, yeah, he, I'm just. I was just uh, wanting to, you know, praise Pat more just because he's that good of a person. And I've never met him personally, not yet anyway. I mean, he is around the Indianapolis area where I'm from, uh, you know, and just he's great. Just anything he does, he turns to gold. I mean, you just saw him in the NFL. You saw him in this podcast. You saw him with in WWE. Anything he grabs a hold, like, tell me another celebrity that comes in or an athlete 
and cuts promos and matches like he does. They're it's bar to none. So it's it's uh, it's almost unheard of. It is. It is, and I just loved it. So I'm really looking forward to Pat McAfee versus Corbin. So and, and I let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I hate Baron Corbin. I, I, just, <laughs> I it's just uh, from a from a personal level, we're both watch guys. So from from that perspective, <laughs> I don't know what Baron Corbin's real name is, but I'm, I'm with you there. But from an in ring perspective, please no. <laughs> Yeah, and low points also, I gave same thing. Natalia and Ronda segment, I thought this was stupid. Like, we already went over that. And my other low point was this whole Max Dupree segment that keeps getting cut off or you're basically killed. You basically have killed LA Knight. You really have. This is Mahan all over again. They're going to bingo. They're going to put it off week after week that we're not going to care. Exactly. That's where exactly this is going. You're talking about the male model crap. And you know what? LA Knight, Max Dupree, whatever you want to call him, he does do a pretty good promo in the back, but he needs to be in the ring. He needs to do something for us to even, you know, care. And right now, WWE ain't showing that. I guess. And that's my ultimate problem. I have to say, if Seinfeld were on today, he'd be cast as a close talker. Right. Yeah. Overall, though, I gave SmackDown a B minus this week, so it was an okay show for me. Uh, ben, what'd you give it? I have to give it a C plus. Okay. And Elliot, I went with a C plus. All right. Now we're going into a segment where we pick which show was the best this week. So. It was which best what which show was best for you guys? I have to go with Raw. Okay, Ben. Um, surprise! Surprisingly, I would I would have to agree. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. All right. It doesn't matter what I say because two to three. But you know what? I would agree with Raw. I think Raw had the best show this week. So Raw goes up another notch. Um, Elio, what's the scores right now? All right. So scores are Raw is winning with seven. And they see a zero, AEW two, and SmackDown one. Oh wow! Okay, so, well. So, um, how often do you guys reset the standings for this? Well, it's a year long, so we'll go through the year, and to then after WrestleMania. At, until WrestleMania, and then after WrestleMania we restart. Okay. So Raw is pretty much dominating right now. <laughs> which which surprises me because, um, you know, I think. I think SmackDown is consistently the worst. Okay. But um, but Raw is just I guess I guess I take Raw more personally because that's supposed to be your flagship show and it's just sinking faster than the Titanic. But you know, <laughs> that's that, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just see what happens next week. Okay, guys. Now we're gonna go over Forbidden Door. And uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have a pay-per-view points game this week uh, due to stuff going on and that sort of thing. But you know what? We'll still watch the pay-per-view and give our predictions for each match. And I'm going to go over the card right now, and we'll give our predictions. And do not shoot the messenger, because this is not in order of matches. This is just what I have on my list right now. And bear with me. I may botch some of these uh, names from New Japan. I'm sorry. Here. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was yeah, like, you said that. All right, we got FTR versus United Empire versus Rapongi Vice for the ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championships. Um, Elio, who do you got in this match? I've got FTR. I'm with you. I'm going FTR. Ben, what about you? It's a clean sweep, FTR. All right. We also got the Young Bucks, El Fantasmo, and Hukuleo. I hope I said that right. Versus Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo Takahashi. Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. What Elio said. (laughs) (laughs) Ben, who do you got in this match? I would I would have to give it to the Young Bucks, especially since they just uh, won a, t- a title. Um, and and quite frankly, I'm I'm very unfamiliar with everybody on the NJVW side outside of Hikaleo because I know he's the son of Haku. Okay, all right, Elio, who do you got? Yeah, I've got Bullet Club. I gotta say, I'm looking at the the other tag team names. Do you mm-hmm. see what have you? Are you seeing what Darby Allen and Sting are calling themselves? I knew they had a certain name, but I honestly I forget what it was. Dudes with attitudes. Are you fucking serious? Shawn Michaels and Diesel. What they were called? Two dudes with attitudes. Oh my lord! <laughs> what? Oh, that is so bad. That is. My goodness. I, I, I might have to mute myself for the rest of the show. She said to protest. Good. Good. <laughs> No, I agree with you. It's clean sweep. I'm going Bullet Club. Uh, hopefully, dudes with attitudes don't win this match. I can't believe I'm saying that. I really <laughs> wow. Well, wait till you see what Swerve and uh, Keith Lee call team. Oh Lord, what I, what's that? I, I shudder to imagine <laughs> Swerve in our glory. Oh my, oh, that's my even worse. God. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, what in the world is going on? I don't get it. All right, next match. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. I'm going with Will Ospreay in this match. I think he's going to I think he's going to win. Um Elio, who do you got? Will Ospreay just won the championship, so I'm going with Will Ospreay. All right. Ben? Will Ospreay. All right. Next match, we got Zack Zaber Jr. versus Mystery Opponent. Okay, so for this match, pick a winner. And who's going to be the mystery opponent? Elio, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to just throw this name out there. I'm going to put Johnny Gargano out there. Okay. Uh, you got him winning? Uh, it has to be. If the, the, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's always a mystery opponent or whatever that always manages to come up with the win. Yes. And uh, Ben, who do you got? So I wanted to be Johnny Gargano. If, if it's not Johnny Gargano, I'm going with Cesaro. Um, oh, okay. And either either way, uh, well, I'm just going to operate based on who I want it to be. I want it to be Gargano, so my pick would be Gargano. Okay. And I would have to agree. As soon as I heard about this mystery opponent being Brian's friend, that sort of thing, I think this is Johnny Wrestling's coming to AEW. So I'm going to say Johnny Gargano, and he gets to win over Zack Sabre Jr. So that's just me. Uh, next match, we got Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minaro Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota... Um, Shota... Um, Yumino? Shota Yumino. That Shota one. Y- yeah. 
Um, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki to win this. So I'm not saying that proudly either. Um, Elio, who do you got? Same. And it's more, leaning more towards uh, because Suzuki's on that team. Because I'm not, I don't really care for Jericho and Guevara. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ben, what about you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with um, Eddie Kingston's team because I, I feel like they need the, the victory because they've been getting their ass whipped. That's true. And, and, That's true. And, and on top of that, remember Ortiz is um, Eddie Kingston's guy, and he got his head shaved already. So, so I can't really see them taking two L's. Yeah, I agree. Especially ahead of Blood and Gus. And this is the one I right. was uh, talking about earlier, where the winning team gets the, the, the advantage of blood and guts. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, next match, we got Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. Ben, who do you got? Thunder Rosa, and please book her better as champion. I agree, I agree. I'm right there with you, Thunder Rosa, and hopefully she gets better on it. Um, Elio, who do you got? I've got Thunder Rosa. All right. Next match for the All-Atlantic Championship. Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors versus Pop. Um, Elio, who do you got? I've got Malachi Black. Okay. I'm going to go with Miro to win this match. Um, ben, who do you got? I got Miro. All right. Uh, next match. Can, can I just – can I add a caveat because I feel compelled? Sure. I – in a perfect world, I would want it to be Pac. Okay. Um, but because of, but because of his inconsistent appearances due to his, uh, you know, traveling issues, mm-hmm. I I think it's got to be Miro, given how he's re- returned and how he needs momentum. Um, yeah. Also, I'm leaning on the um, trios tag team titles because I think those are going to be put on Malachi and the rest of the House of Black. So I'm picking Miro to uh, to take this new title. All right. Next match for the IWGP World Championship. Champion Jay White versus Okada versus Adam Cole versus Adam Page. I'm going to go with uh, Jay White to retain here. I'm just going to go with that. Um, Elio, who do you got? I've got Jay White as well. All right. And Ben? I've got Jay White because he just won it two weeks ago. Why would, why would, why would they... It. Why would they take it off them? That's what I was thinking. And the main event, John Moxley for versus Hiroshi, or Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW yeah. World Championship. Um, ben, who do you got? Well, interim world title, but uh, but uh, yep. John, John Moxley. All right. Elio. I got John Moxley as well. I'm agreeing with both you guys, John Moxley, and have to go with against Punk when he does return and keep, honestly, the AEW World Championship in AEW. That's just how I feel. So, so, so if you have Moxley versus Punk, when Punk does come back, do you still put, you still put the title on Punk? I would. I honestly yeah. would. Just give him a run with the uh, World Championship. Yeah, I agree. I agree because I think. I think MJF is going to take the title from Punk. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we will see. Um, basically, what we're going to do now with, well, it's not in front of me, but we have a thing called the book. And it's what we do is post the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling. And we do it just for having a good laugh. But unfortunately, with Tony being gone, 
I don't have the book in front of me. I am. I apologize for that. But we put a couple things in the book tonight. So next week, we will put them officially into the book. Also, we do a five-second shuffle game where Elio, yes, I am currently the champion. But we will not do that right now because Tony's not here. So I'm retaining and holding on to my baby for one more week. <laughs> keep that belt, keep that championship warm. There you go. Yes, because it's uh, coming back <laughs> to. I got the black hat this time. Oh, so oh. I, I, I knew there wasn't gonna be any five second shovel championship this week, so I wore the black hat. There you go. <laughs> I'm I'm actually wearing a different hat myself. I got the the FC hat that I normally wear on the show. It's it's honestly my sister's college, but Tony gave me the idea. It's forever champ now. Instead of Franklin College, it's now forever champ. So that is my five-second shuffle hat. All right. <laughs> Very good. So I got to wear it. And I guess that's it for the show, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, just about. All right. Well, everybody, come. thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, for more content and more craziness that happens on this show, I would like to thank Ben for coming on and – we appreciate it, man. Thank you for showing up and giving your opinions. And it was a great show. And uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So that's it for the $50 man, Clay Cummings, along with the gentleman. Elio Canella. And remember, there is one universal truth, and that is that WWE stands for Walk With Elio. Ah! <laughs> yes, that's perfect. We got to get a shirt for that, man. I would buy it. <laughs> so, and- so, so would I. <laughs> Yeah, and the guy with no nickname yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> this, this has been Ben Pierce. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you next time. All right, love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>